My name is Khaleesi and I'm in first and I'm in first grade and we're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for that introduction, Khaleesi. That's still my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the SM Way Podcast. I'm communication coordinator Daniel Bader. Today we're celebrating excellence here on the podcast, specifically in our language education program. Recently, three of our students did exceptionally well at the 2023 Wisconsin Spanish State Pronunciation Contest. And for someone who pays attention to their pronunciation daily, I can tell you it's not easy, even in English. For the second year in a row, two students earned a first place award, and this year another student won a second place award. Today we'll hear from these three talented middle school students about the competition and from their teacher, Mr. David Linden, about language education in South Milwaukee. First though, let's hear the poem that two of the students read in the competition. You'll hear one student read it in Spanish, and then another read the same poem in English. Fiesta en el mar, fragmento, Juan Guinea Díaz. La playa en verano, las olas del mar. La brisa un helado saltar y nadar. El cubo y la pala enormes castillos. Paseo por la playa el cielo amarillo. Party at sea, Juan Guinea Díaz. The beach is summer, the waves of the sea, the breeze and ice cream. To jump and swim, the shovel and pail, huge castles, a walk on the beach, the yellow sky. Um, so, Anissa, Mary, and Sophia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you Hi. for having <laughs> um, So, I'm going to move the mic in front of Anissa. Anissa, tell me about this contest. What is it? Um, well, this contest, it's for the state, and it's about speaking different languages like Spanish. And you can read a poem or a paragraph, and it's... That's the best way I can really explain it. Right. Okay. And how did you, what did you pick? Um, I picked to read the poem. The poem. And mm-hmm. and what, what about that poem was interesting to you? Well, it was shorter and it's about the beach and I love the beach. So it was really nice and fun to learn. Sure. I guess if you had to memorize something and say it right in another language, the shorter might be the better to yeah. write if you're thinking of a competition. Yeah, yeah. And I knew most of the words kind of already from learning them in class. So it was kind of easier to do. Okay. Um, so Mary, how about you? Tell me what you chose and why you chose it. Um, I chose the same poem as Anissa for like basically the same reasons, okay. because I knew it was going to be a lot of hard work trying to Uh, memorize the poem in Spanish and then recite it so and yeah some of the words I already knew too from class so what did you have to do to get to get ready for the competition um I had to say line after line multiple times so I could remember it and I I just remember like walking around the house sometimes and I would like say the poem in my head like keep reciting it in my head so that I could like put it together um and I went in to practice with our teacher um a lot so yeah was that after school or was that during class when when do you practice um it was during our like study hall home base time mm-hmm. okay and what what did you find challenging about memorizing it um some lines i got mixed up and then 
I wasn't saying some words correctly, so I had to like fix it and then rolling my R's too. Mm-hmm. It's like hard to do. It's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think other cultures that have kind of that tradition of no problem switching, right? Different yeah. languages, but English just does not. Um, so Mary, um, Sophia, sorry, Sophia, um, tell me about the competition itself. Like how did, how did it work? Um, so basically we would come and practice our poem or, uh, paragraph and we would come and practice with Mr. Linden every week. Mm. And then when it was time to, <laughs> when it was time to turn in our, uh, like what we read, reading it, um, we went to his room and we recorded it on a video on Flipgrid. Mm-hmm. And then we edited it and added some like information about us and then sent it in towards them so okay. they could judge it. Could you do it more than once if you yeah. needed to? Yeah. yeah. So you could just kind of compose your Flipgrid and mm-hmm. give your best best work. Yeah. You picked something else, right? You yes, picked, I did. What, what did you pick? I picked the paragraph and it was basically about the same thing. Um, I picked it because it was kind of long and there's a lot of things I could read and practice about Spanish because mm-hmm. I plan on speaking in the future, hopefully, mm-hmm. being fluent. Sure. And what, um, so th- it seems like there's a theme about oceans and beaches, yes. but, but what what was different about yours? Is it just a narrative form? Kind of the same yeah, topic? Yeah, it was a little bit different because it was a narrative form. Um, it was just talking about the countries that had, you know, beautiful be- beaches and how nice it was to go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of talked about this yesterday when I met you, but um, how do you feel about your fluency now after having to focus on something like this well, um, in your normal life? <laughs> I definitely think that I can improve um, on like small talk and conversations because right now I only have introductions, but yeah, hmm. definitely. I always have trouble getting out of the present tense. I never left like my education stopped at the present tense. So I always feel silly when I'm speaking to anyone in Spanish. Um, do you guys have any, uh, think about that? Like fluency? And you say, I think you were telling me yesterday, your family has a restaurant. Uh, yeah, we do. And so like I've grown up there and around the people that work there and they all speak really fluently. And so like they teach me little things here and there from time to time. And then that's also just kind of why I was really into learning more Spanish. So then, I could have that stronger connection and bond with them. Hmm. Does it help your fluency hearing more native speakers using it all the time? Do you um, think? Yeah, I think it does. I still need to work on my fluency, but it really does help to just kind of hear how they say it and like be more casual about it. Than hmm. It's so tense. So funny story. When I lived in northern Manhattan, it was a Dominican neighborhood and I really wanted to try and, you know, kind of use the language that people were speaking there. And I went into um, a restaurant and I ordered a coffee and I said, uh, un café, por favor. And she looked at me and I said, coffee? And she goes, oh, you said café. I thought you said café. And I'm like, that all sounds the same to me. (laughs) And it took like another year or two to really get some of the nuance between what they were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, So anything else about this competition you'd like to share? how about you know the results? Uh, you guys told me, you, you guys didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know until you won. But t- tell us how you found out that that you guys had done as well as you you had. Um, the announcements one morning. <laughs> it was it was on the announcements. The whole yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention, and I heard my name on the loudspeaker. I was like, "Wait, what? What did I?" Win? I like turned to my partner. Um, that was sitting next to me in first hour. I was like, "What? What just happened?" And she's like, "Oh, you won something for Spanish." I was like, "Oh, cool." 
um, yeah, that's how I found out. Sure. And um, does this kind of, it, it must be encouraging to actually practice something and do well. Um, is this going to keep Spanish going for you guys or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for being on the podcast. We're going to talk to your teacher, Mr. Linden, next. Thank you, Thank you for having us. <laughs> um, so, Mr. Lynn, tell us about yourself first. How long have you been in South Milwaukee, and um, how long have you taught Spanish? Uh, well, I've taught Spanish uh, a, a number of years, and this is my second year in South Milwaukee. Uh, and this is our second year with the uh, Sp uh, State Spanish Pronunciation Contest. Uh, we had two winners last year, and now we have three winners this year. So we're very proud of that. Nice. How did you find out about the contest? Uh, that is something that, that I learned uh, years ago when I taught in the Milwaukee Public School System. And we had uh, competing students there, and I brought that uh, idea to wherever I've taught. Hmm. This is across the state, right? So Spanish yes, students across the state. Yes, uh, and I also served as a judge for uh, other uh, schools, uh, obviously not South Milwaukee because of the conflict of interest, but uh, like on Alaska and uh, other districts and in the surrounding uh, Milwaukee area. Sure. So tell me the, the benefit to students of uh, engaging in a competition like this. Well, first of all, I think it gives the students uh, a very good opportunity to practice their public speaking, uh, which they will have to do as they go along in their professional life at, at one time or another. Uh, it gives them also the uh, challenge of, of seeing how they do uh, in the eyes of the judges, of other uh, Spanish-speaking judges. And uh, it, it, it gives them something to, uh, gives them a chance to be independent uh, and to do something that is uniquely their own. Hmm. Um, more broadly speaking, um, language education in general, t tell me about it at South Milwaukee and what you've tried to do since you've been here. Well, uh, again, in South Milwaukee, we have an introductory program in which we offer Spanish to uh, grades seven and eight. And um, it's an introductory program in which we prepare them to make the jump to ninth grade uh, in, in Spanish, which we have uh, ninth grade up to uh, Spanish one, two, three, and four offered. Um, and we just try to prepare the students and get them comfortable uh, with uh, the language uh, through speaking, uh, reading, writing, and listening and uh, get them ready so that uh, uh, they are ready to go in September when school starts. Hmm. Uh, and it, your program is a little bit more than just um, picking up the fundamentals of language. You have a broader uh, immersion concept going on too. Well, also it's, it's important to, uh, part of learning a world language uh, includes the cultural aspect. And we just had some uh, professional dance instructors come in here from, from uh, Fred Astaire uh, Dance Studio in Greenfield. And this brought uh, to the students, to the eighth graders specifically, the uh, a chance, the opportunity for them to practice dancing and to see uh, parts of uh, Hispanic culture that they might not or ordinarily uh, have a chance and an opportunity to see. Yeah. Uh, they practiced and I know that they thought that it was very difficult and uh, they got a chance to, to um, see that it, that to master dancing, uh, no matter what the, the dance they were being taught is uh, a, a very challenging uh, endeavor. And uh, they said, boy, this is really hard. Hmm. <laughs> so um, what grades are uh, 
is it required to take Spanish? And, and then how many well, uh, take it as an elective? Okay, well, in seventh grade, it is required of all students. Mm -hmm. And then in eighth grade, it is an elective for those that continue to, to or want to continue their Spanish education. And from there on, they, uh, again, as I said, we prepare them then for ninth grade and the challenges that they will have in high school. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, besides the practical aspect, um, educationally, knowing parts of another language, how does that help in, you know, your, you know, you, you touched on this a little bit, your future career, your, mm -hmm. your uh, high school education, how does just maybe taking that eighth grade or seventh grade class um, help? Well, again, it, it gets the students comfortable with the curriculum, with the vocabulary, uh, with certain aspects of the language. And then as they progress, uh, that they have an opportunity to learn, earn credits in college uh, for their high school work. And then again, as they go to uh, uh, get their first jobs uh, and their, start their careers, when they have the, the opportunity to say that they, ha they speak a world language, that gives them an, a, a, an advantage in the job market over somebody that may not. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and congratulations to you and your students on, on this accomplishment. Um, gosh, and last year's two, this year's three, maybe it'll be more next year. Well, we, we only hope so, and I just want to say we're very proud of our students, uh, and uh, we, we wish them the best, and we hope that uh, they come back and visit us when they, go, when they get on to high school. Finally, today we'll have uh, Sophia read the narrative that she won first prize in, it first in Spanish and then in English. En la playa. En los países de habla española hay playas fantásticas. España, Puerto Rico, Cuba, México, Uruguay. Todos son países hermosos por sus playas. En el verano cuando hace calor y un sol bonito brilla en el cielo, que estupendo es pasar un día en la playa. Y en lugares como México, Puerto Rico y Venezuela, el verano es eterno. Podemos ir a la playa durante todos los meses del año. In the Spanish-speaking countries, there are fantastic beaches. Spain, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Mexico, Uruguay. All our countries famous for their beaches. In the summer when it's hot and a brilliant sun shines in the sky, how stupendous it is to spend a day at the beach. And in places like Mexico, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela, the summer is eternal. We can go to the beach during all months of the year. I want to thank Anissa, Mary, and Sophia for being brave and sharing their pronunciation skills with all of us. It's one thing to record it for the judges and hit send. It's another thing to share it with your whole community. Thank you also to Mr. David Linden for pushing out students, uh, pushing our students to excel. He's just an example of the quality educators we have in this district. Uh, I haven't met one teacher yet that hasn't just floored me with their knowledge of learning and how much they care about our students. If you'd like to see 8th graders learning the merengue and how to salsa, visit the district website or search uh, YouTube for our playlist, SMY in the Classroom. That's a series of short videos that peek into our classrooms and give parents and the community an idea of what day-to-day -day life is like for our students. This is the 11th episode of the podcast, and the number of downloads has been fantastic. Thank you. We have at least two episodes left in the season and at least three tiny office concert shorts to share before the school year ends. First up will be a really heartwarming story for Teacher Appreciation Week about the impact one teacher has had on two families 
that stretch far beyond their time together in the classrooms. That's on tap for May 5th. And I hope to have track and field coaches Mark Hoffman and Stan Druckery behind the microphone. They have a combined 80 years teaching running at South Milwaukee and a deep insight into what motivates our students and what they need from their schools. If you haven't heard it yet, check out the episode on launching a legacy and our field service improvement project. Construction is underway in Busire Stadium and all the construction equipment is hard to miss. A $1 million donation from the Busires Foundation kicked off the project to put artificial turf on the field, resurface the track, and bring artificial turf to the softball and baseball fields. The whole project is estimated to cost $3.3 million, and a group of alumni and booster clubs are raising money towards the effort, which is where I'm going with this. On May 6th at Pat's Oak Manor from 6 to 10 p.m. is a celebration of that effort. It's called Mission Possible. Join us for light refreshments, a silent auction, and more. That's the episode for today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.